Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot to get to today. A lot. We're going to start things off with some Broncos. So let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> a win is a win. Yeah. I. If you're in Broncos country, you should be happy, I guess, that the Broncos won against the Houston Texans. But a win is a win. But then it's just like, it was such a dirty win. It just doesn't feel right. It's one of the few wins I've ever encountered where I'm not really happy about I'm happy about it, but then I'm not happy about it. It's really hard to look at this game, and really, let's be honest, it's hard to look at Nathaniel Hackett and say he's an upgrade over Vic Fangio. That is very painful and dirty feeling just to say. I can't say that he's an upgrade over Vic Fangio. Sorry, Nathaniel Hackett, you just haven't proved anything positive towards me in Broncos country. You have four delay of game penalties in just two games. The Denver Broncos had two delay of game penalties all of last season. That is a major dumbass penalty. A delay of game penalty. And before we go deeper into that here in a second, let's look at the penalty yards as of right now compared to last year. The Denver Broncos had 711 yards and penalties all of last season. As of right now, the Denver Broncos, after two games, two games are at 206 yards and penalties. They're almost a quarter. They're, they're 28% there. 28% to matching all of last season. So what does that tell you? They are very undisciplined right now. It is very embarrassing to be in Broncos country because of the way they're being coached and the way overall that they're playing. The fans at Mile High Stadium started counting down the play clock because the team and the coaches were having a hard time with Staying on clock. As soon as it got to 10, they started 10, 9, 8. And a lot of fans were upset that that some of these fans were doing that. And part of the reason is it seemed like that they're poking fun of the Denver Broncos. And, And yeah, they were making fun of the Denver Broncos by counting down. But they're also trying to help the Denver Broncos because that's their fucking team and their team is struggling. And they're like, fuck, what can we do? Well, shit. Maybe they just <laughs> they can't see it. I don't know what's happening. Somebody needs to help them out. And enough fans got together and they're like, we got to start counting down because apparently they can't fucking do it on their own. And I know a lot of people are upset about that, but I actually appreciate it. One, because it's helpful. And two, it's just like, obviously Hackett can't help. Hackett can't fucking do it. They had to burn a timeout because they didn't have a kick returner on a punt. How fucking stupid is that? Who fucking does that? Send out the punt team. Okay? Where's the fucking punt returner? 
Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The entire coaching staff for the Denver Broncos looks like they're fighting to stay afloat. They are struggling. They are gasping for air. It's bizarre. Coach Hackett and the Denver Broncos were getting booed from the first quarter on. Here's Coach Hackett as uh, Brandon Cristal from 850K Away was talking about the booing fans. The crowd obviously frustrated at times, but can you just give me a sense of overall? I don't blame them. I mean, heck, I'd, I'd be, I was booing myself. I mean, I was getting very frustrated. I mean, get down to the red zone two times, uh, don't get another touchdown, which is unbelievably frustrating. I don't think we've scored in there yet. And uh, that's something that all of our guys got to step it up, whether we run the ball more, whether whatever we're doing, we just got to execute at a higher level. That includes you, Coach Hackett. You need to execute at a higher level as well. This isn't all on the players. Don't be pointing the finger at everybody else. And I know he's kind of accepting some blame. But he needs to take all the blame. Because he's the leader of the Denver Broncos. And as a leader, if you've ever been in a leadership role, doesn't matter how big or small it is, it's hard to be a leader sometimes. Especially when you're brand new at that position. You're trying to figure shit out. I remember the first time I was a general manager at Quiznos. I fucking sucked at it. I was horrible. I took the job because I was just like, fuck, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get this opportunity again. So I jumped on it even though I knew I wasn't ready. And I've made a lot of mistakes. You have to be focused. You have to be organized. You have to be confident. You have to be intelligent to what your job requires. When you first take that leadership role, you most likely are going to make mistakes. It doesn't matter what job you're in, but you have to improve on those mistakes. Otherwise, you lose the support of everyone around you. You're going to lose, most importantly, your team. Your team, whether, like I said, if it's a football team or it's a restaurant staff, or it's your sales team, doesn't matter what your team is and what they do, you will lose them if you continue to make the same mistakes and not improve upon them. And as of right now, from an outsider looking in, the optics are that Nathaniel Hackett is close to allowing that to happen. He's about to lose the team. I'm not in the fucking locker room. I'm not saying this is officially going to happen, but here's what the optics are telling me. He keeps fucking up and making dumbass mistakes, getting more and more penalties because they can't manage a clock. He's getting the plays in too late or whatever the fuck he's doing. He's going to start losing the team. You think it's bad right now. It has the potential to get even worse if he doesn't improve. He needs to tighten things up. It starts with him, and it will bleed out towards everyone else, whether that's good or bad stuff. As of right now, the bad is seeping out all over, and it's infecting the entire team. Russell Wilson does not look fucking good. He looks like an average quarterback. He doesn't look like an upgrade over the quarterbacks that the Broncos have had over the past few years as well. What the fuck is happening with the Denver Broncos? Going into this season, 
I thought, wow, this is going to be great. I did a, a pregame huddle talking about the Texans game. I looked at it and I'm like, there is no fucking doubt that the Denver Broncos should go in there and just wipe the floor with the Houston Texans. Assuming that Nathaniel Hackett doesn't crap in his hat again. And I made that joke. Well, guess what? Nathaniel Hackett crapped in his hat again. But the problem is, is he's not taking ownership of it as much as he should be. And if he comes out in the next game against the San Francisco 49ers and doesn't improve, what the fuck, man? The Broncos are in a whole heap of shit. They are lucky, so lucky to be one and one. They could be very easily be 0-2. The Broncos could be fucking winless. And real quick, there's no sense in blowing smoke up your ass. I see a lot of people in Broncos country be getting upset with people being critical of the Denver Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett. Bullshit. Come on, man. Live in reality. The Denver Broncos should be better. And there's no sense in fucking blowing smoke up people's asses. That helps nobody. You just want to sit there blindly going, ah, I like them no matter what. Listen, I love the Denver Broncos, and I will be a Denver Bronco fan until I die. Okay? But that doesn't mean that I should just accept the fact that they suck shit, and that's fine with me? No. Fuck that. No. I demand them to be better. They should be demanding for themselves to be better as well. Nathaniel Hackett, as of right now, you are not the right man for the job. Prove me wrong. Prove Broncos country wrong. Because as of right now, you're proving us right. That you are not the guy. Man. And I'm sorry if that offends anybody out there in Broncos country who thinks that we should just be all rainbows and butterflies. That's not going to help the situation. Do you think George Payton's just looking at things and going, you know what? At least he's out there trying, guys. Huh? No. He's in there. You can almost bet. Again, I'm not there. But you could almost bet that he's in there going, Nathaniel, what the fuck is going on? I see it. Everybody sees it. You have the goddamn stadium counting down the play clock because you guys can't fucking do it. What's going on, Nathaniel? Tell me, what's going on? Well, you know, I'd be booing too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, get it. Fix the fucking problems, dude. Fix it. Shit, man. It's a horseshit situation that we're in in Broncos country. And in his seemingly incompetence, I guess you could say, is is spilling over and the Broncos just look jittery and they just they're not well put together. And I know Russell Wilson didn't play in preseason, but Jesus, I would assume by now that he'd have better chemistry with the receivers, but there's a lot of drop balls out there. It just seems a mess. And they've only played two games. I get that. I get it. But think about any business, any business, wherever you work. If you have two big, you know, displays of whatever your job is, and you guys just totally shit the bed, 
You look clumsy. You look like you don't know what you're doing. You're losing, you're losing a lot of faith out there. And that's what's happening right now. And guess what? You do that in front of your job. You sit there and go, I, I, I listen, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. Essentially, is what it looks like. Guess what? You're not going to have a job very long. So it, it bugs the fuck out of me. Nathaniel Hackett, as of right now, is not an upgrade over Vic Fangio. Let's look at some of the, the comments by Broncos Country. This comes in from John. Fangio was the better head coach. While not great at game management, Fangio was a tier above Hackett. That's what it seems like. Caleb wrote in, the crowd counting down the play clock is a moment I will never forget. Scott added on to this 35 years of attending Bronco games, and this is easily the most sarcastic gesture from fans I have ever seen. Sadly, well-deserved. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. I, I thought I heard that, and then all of a sudden I see on Twitter Bree from Mile High Sports start talking about it, and I'm like, holy shit, I, was, I did hear it right. It, it was one of those things where they're helping out the team, but then they're also like, going, come on, <laughs> huh? Like, like, like Scott said, it's just, it's a sarcastic gesture. Like, we'll help you along, you dumb fucks. Aaron wrote, I've never seen anything like it. The fans deserve the player of the game. I did give on social media, I did give the, the Broncos country, the fans attending the game, the above and beyond award. I made a little certificate and sent it out there because they were doing the jobs of the coaches. So good for everybody that attended the Broncos game because I've never seen that. I it, Hackett and, and his coaching staff look like they're confused. I still go back to the no punt returner thing. I've never seen that before either. That's bizarre. Ryan wrote, how the Broncos have a wrong, the wrong head coach? Because I initially put out there, what should I talk about? <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek type of thing. Yeah, I think the Denver Broncos do have the wrong head coach right now. Looking at it, Nathaniel Hackett does not have control over the team. The team looks chaotic. He looks confused. And you can see that in his actions. The Denver Broncos are undisciplined. And as of right now, Nathaniel Hackett is not an improvement over Vic Fangio. He's not. And that's disgusting to say. And it depresses me as a Denver Bronco fan. Step your shit up, Nathaniel Hackett, because Broncos country deserves it. And the Denver Broncos franchise deserves it. Learn from your mistakes and get better because you are terrible right now. Terrible. Rick wrote, did we go from dumb jerk to the lovable idiot at head coach? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Dave wrote in, extremely lucky to get a W. Playing like that, time, uh, time management like that, he predicted originally that the Broncos were going to go 7-10. and 10. He said it's more likely going to be 1-16. Now, the Broncos will win another game. But man... I'm not confident in the Denver Broncos going into the San Francisco 49ers game. I'm not. I think the chaos from the coaching staff is spilling over to the players. And 
imagine yourself in a situation where whoever your leader is, your manager is, if they're chaotic and disorganized and running around like a chicken with their head cut off, that spills over onto the employees. It does. Every time it will. If you're a, a bad leader, it spills over to the people below you. So, Nathaniel Hackett, you're fucking the entire Denver Broncos team. Get better, please, for the love of God. It's driving me nuts. I still believe in the Denver Broncos, but I, I, I'm not believing very hard. <laughs> it's not a very strong belief. They can be better. Nathaniel Hackett, I don't care if you need to go sit in your fucking car, Nathaniel Hackett. Take a deep breath. Put on some easy listening. I don't care what you have to do, but fucking meditate on this shit. Organize your mind and take some deep breaths and figure your shit out. Something's wrong. I don't know what it is. You seem like you're in way over your head. You do. Fix it. Get better. We always say it here on this podcast. Success is built on failures. You got a lot of failures to build up on too, okay? Good thing is, is we're only two games into the Denver Broncos season. They start turning their shit around. They start tightening up those bolts. Guess what? All's for, forgiven. Broncos lost one game so far. They're 500. Here's the problem, though. Like I said, I don't see them matching up very well with the San Francisco 49ers as of right now. Did not think that that was going to be coming out of my mouth two, three weeks ago. No, no. We're going to get into some uh, funnier headlines coming up here in a second. But first, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. So, it could be a punter running out of the end zone, or it could be a QB sack in the end zone. doesn't matter what it is. Root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, at Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, they have an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Did you know they deliver? They do, and they also do curbside pickup. That's available for you. And you can also check them out online because they have online wine education classes. Stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. You can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This is a, a very interesting so story that happened in Oklahoma, and it kind of gave me a flashback to like when I was younger and I used to do traffic reports, because on I-40, there was a rollover crash involving a semi, and it scattered its load all over the highway. But here's what's funny about it. It's sad. Nobody was injured, I guess. But what's... <laughs> funny is apparently the load was a bunch of lubricant and dildos it was going to some major adult toy facility or something like that i don't know for sure 
I just know that there was dildos <laughs> and lube all over I-40 in Oklahoma. And it made me think to back when I was a traffic reporter, what would that have sounded like? Could you imagine? All right, let's fire up the copter. Ready? This is the the, the Huff Uncensored uh, copter. Ready? Oh, can you feel the hum of that, baby? All right, ready? I'll pretend to be given a traffic report. All right, thanks, guys. Got a nasty accident on westbound I-40 at Mustang Road. A semi rolled over, dumping its load all over the place. Wait a minute. It looks like uh, it's adult toys all over the place. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. There's another chopper here. There's a man rappelling down. Christmas has come early, and I'm going to be stuffing all your mother's stockings with these goodies in my dong. Uh, it appears that Connery DeHuff is trying to lend a hand. Hey, speaking of lending a hand, how's your mother? How the fuck did you hear me, Connery? Fuck you, Connery. Hey, speaking of fucking, I banked... Okay, we're done. I, uh, uh, traffic's a mess. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's dumb. <laughs> I do have a helicopter sound effect now, so that's pretty cool. You're welcome, everybody. You're You're all better for that one. Yeah, what a weird cleanup. You know somebody's probably pocketing some lube. Just saying, they probably are. Samuel Hunter, who's based out of Sydney, Australia, explained that his dad bod typically attracts female clients over the age of 35, the majority of whom are repeat customers. What does Samuel do? He's in a, a male escort. He said he typically sees seven women aged between 23 and 70 a month for meetings. So he sees like seven women roughly a month. Now this is his pay scale or his his menu, I guess you could say. For $600, clients can expect to enjoy Hunter's company for two hours, but the price is reduced slightly for longer meetings. And he charges $900 for his four-hour teas and please packages which offers equal parts social and playtime. <laughs> you know what? He's got a dad bod. He doesn't care. And obviously he's going towards that demographic that likes it. And good for him. Good for him. There is hope for us out there. I don't know if I could ever be a male escort. Obviously I'm married. So that's like the furthest thing from my mind. But to sit there and go, if I was single, could you? I, I just couldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not a social butterfly. You have to be a social person to be able to do this. And I just don't have that in me. But do you think you could do that in some capacity? I mean, you don't have to have sex with these these clients, but just to hang out with people is interesting. We did that a, what, a few episodes ago where that guy in Japan does that, and he just hangs out with people. His is a little bit more literally just hang out. This guy apparently in Sydney, Australia is... Like he offers the, you know, the tease and please package, <laughs> which is funny. So he at least puts it on the, the menu and they can order it if they want. Wow. I guess good for him. I, it's just something I couldn't do. Maybe you could, but I, I can't do that shit. A Georgia woman found $500 in her KFC sandwich after the restaurant misplaced its daily deposit, according to police. No, they did not misplace it. I'll tell you what probably happened is an employee was trying to steal that money by giving it to a friend via the drive-thru. 
but he gave it to the wrong person because he's a fucking idiot. That's probably what happened. The fact that the, the customer was nice enough to return it to the store and, and notify the police or whatever, that's they're lucky because in all honesty, it would be hard not to keep that. But good for that person for doing the right thing. But I got to be honest, if I work at KFC and I'm in management or upper management in corporate, I'm doing a, a big time investigation because the optics are pretty obvious to me that somebody was trying to steal it. You don't misplace a deposit like that. That's bullshit. They tried to steal it. It's, it's a pretty clever way to do it, but I call bullshit. That's, they, that's what they did. I would put money, I'd put their $500 on it because <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. I would totally keep that. I, 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 it would be hard not to. Seriously, if you go to any restaurant and you go through the drive-thru, you get home and you open up your bag of food and there's like 500 bucks in there, mm, guess what I'm going to be doing? I'm keeping that. I mean, I'd be like, it's just so far away to drive back. Uh, might as well just keep it. <laughs> like they're going to know who it went to. They're not. You just get an easy 500 bucks or whatever it is. It's kind of like the universe saying, hey, uh, you know, we got you. Sorry for all the shit we put you through. But then you also think if it was an honest mistake and somebody was that negligent uh, to misplace the money, I mean, somebody's going to lose their job. But I got to be honest. That's pretty fucking stupid to do. Whoever's handling the money, the manager, obviously is a fucking idiot. You don't, you don't do that. You do not do that. I have never, all those years ago when I worked in restaurants, never did anything that stupid. You don't do that. When you're handling the money, you are very focused on what your job is with that money. So I wouldn't feel sorry if that lady would have kept it. A lot of people don't see it that way, but it's just, no, that's fucking stupid. You don't put, <laughs> you don't misplace your cash like that. Tyrod Taylor is suing the Los Angeles Chargers team doctor for medical malpractice. He's seeking at least $5 million after the 2020 incident where the doctor accidentally punctured his lung. He had sore ribs or he had some sort of rib injury and the doctor was trying to inject something to alleviate the pain. When he did that, the doctor accidentally punctured the lung of Tyrod Taylor. This was like five minutes before kickoff. And then what happened was rookie Justin Herbert, all of a sudden, like, like I said, five minutes before the kickoff, they're like, hey, you got to start today. And he's like, oh, shit. And he hasn't looked back since because he's a phenomenal football player. Now, Tyrod Taylor, I believe, is on the New York Giants right now. So he's still in the league. But, I mean, he, he got stabbed in the fucking lung by a doctor, which, by the way, Justin Herbert is dealing with rib injuries. And guess who's taking care of him? The same fucking doctor. I would be so scared if I'm Justin Herbert. I'd be like, you know what? No, don't fucking touch me. How the fuck does that guy still have a job? The team doctor? You literally collapsed a football player's lung 
I remember when that happened, and I remember, I think it was Mark Schlereth or somebody was saying that a lot of team doctors refused to do that procedure because of fear of what happened. It was a very risky move, and obvious reasons is because he fucking punctured the dude's lung, and he was out of the league for a bit. I would not be happy if I'm a L.A. Chargers fan right now because Justin Herbert is being taken care of by a fucking moron doctor. Oh, my God, that's awful. I remember when I got the, the last time I busted my ribs. <laughs> my doctor, he's like, I, th I think he was like looking at it. It was like, this is like the third time I was in there for messed up ribs. And I think part of them was just like, does he really have busted ribs again? This is kind of ridiculous. So he's all, let me do a quick test before we go and invest in doing x-rays. I'm like, okay, fine. He's all, this is going to hurt. Are you okay with this? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm tough. <laughs> I'm tough enough. Tough. Yeah, y'all. So I have a busted rib. So what he does is he put his, his two hands on each side of my chest. And he just squeezed together. And not like super hard, like, ah! <laughs> where I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. No, it was just like just enough since everything's connected. And it fucking hurt so bad. And he, j I just look at him because I must have like squealed or whatever. And I look at my doctor and he's just like, I am so sorry. He's all, but guarantee you I've busted ribs. So obviously they go and do the x-ray just to verify. And sure enough, yeah, I did. I did. And there's really nothing you can do about busted ribs. There's nothing other unless they're completely busted in half, then they got to surgically do something to them. But when they're fractured or just severely bruised or anything like that, there's nothing they can do other than say, take a bunch of ibuprofen and take it easy and make sure you take deep breaths a lot. Because if you don't, if you keep doing shallow breaths, I believe you can get pneumonia. So that is something that you got to watch out for. And that's something that was horrible is especially the first, I want to say, week of having messed up ribs or uh, I should say fractured ribs is I would do it like, I want to say every either 30 minutes or every hour, I would take like five deep breaths to make sure my lungs were filling up the way they're supposed to fill up. And it fucking sucked. But that's all you got to do because I didn't have like anything like about the puncture my fucking heart or my lungs or anything. Anyway, anyway, so the team doctor for the Chargers is uh, for a fucking horrible, allegedly, doctor. <laughs> and I would not want him to be poking and prodding me. Ugh. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Hey, Denver Broncos, get better, please. Nathaniel Hackett, get better, please. I'm tired of this. We deserve better in Broncos country. Learn from your mistakes, Nathaniel Hackett and coaching staff, please. Because your chaos that you're bringing to the field every single freaking week, it's spilling over to the players. And before you know it, you're going to lose your team. As in, they're not going to respect you, and it's just going to be complete chaos. Fix your shit, learn from your failures, and let's go after success. Okay? Thanks. Goodbye. Uh, I'm going to make that into a promo. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. 
button. And uh, obviously, if you can, please give it a nice review. Five stars, please. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports, Blake Street Tavern, and of course, Total Beverage. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep moving forward. Let's try to be positive. Try, hopefully. It's hard when the Broncos stink, but you know what? Guess what? It's not the end of the world if the Denver Broncos are terrible this season. It's just going to piss us all off. (laughs) But it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. But fuck! Fuck, fuck, fuck. Anyway, it's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.